1: From the southernmost point of Dorne to the lands of always winter, what is west of Westeros and the shadows in the east, this is Casterly Talk. I'm Kat Napsok. I'm here. I'm not alone. Thank God. Today we're going to be taking a look at episode 9, The Green Council, directed by Claire Kellner, returning after directing two episodes early in the season. Writer Sarah Hess coming back. Also serves as an executive producer on the show. Quick summary before we dive on in here. There is a beast beneath the boards. Literally? Figuratively? Well, we'll find out. In the death of Viserys I has ushered in a tension-filled King's Landing thriller. As the ruling class of the realm claw for power and race against each other to find the possible future, an unworthy king, the people of King's Landing are stuck underneath the feet of the powerful. Chaos is set in, and everyone in the realm is using everything they can. Arms, legs, and oh yeah, those feet to climb that ladder. Much to discuss here on Casterly Talk. Let's bring in today's panel to help this old tired man through the show. Talking about the Green Council today is Alden Diaz and Andres Cabrera. We occasionally call him Ace because Ace is in the place. Gentlemen, how are you doing? Stressed.
0: I, I say that after, I feel like I say that after every episode now. I'm stressed. Uh, <laughs> happy for one rainy Targaryen, stressed out about everyone else.
1: That's fair. That's fair, Andres.
2: Yeah, I mean, overwhelmed mm. by all the greens <laughs> and all the green stuff.
1: A lot and of green, green stuff. dealings. A lot of shadiness. A lot of uh, yeah, dirty deeds. Dirty deeds done yeah. dirt cheap. Absolutely. Absolutely. lot to talk about here. I only say this up top. You don't need to know about my life out there. If you listen. I had a lot of fun doing some comedy all weekend in La Jolla. So I didn't even watch the episode Sunday night. Man, that is a challenge uh, to uh, avoid trip mines out there on social media. You just eventually have to put the phone up. And I wasn't spoiled. I didn't know anything uh, going this episode other than it seemed like some people... Uh, found a part, a certain part of the show troubling, perhaps creepy. I was like, "Well, that's interesting. I can't wait to find out." Well, oh, it's Loras and the feet. Got it. We'll talk about that, all of it, <laughs> what it means here. Uh, but uh, all that to say, a little tired, a little exhausted. But I do have the Nights Watch hat on because the uh, the wall, the Nights Watch was mentioned uh, in this episode, which I appreciated. Allison threatening to send someone up there. I love that. Let's dive in here with the uh, big reveals, the moments, themes. Gentlemen, we're going to go anywhere we want to go. By the way, I want to acknowledge Rachel Cushing. Levine was supposed to be here today. Uh, and then her work, she's a very uh, sought-after, uh, wonderful, talented editor in town. Mm-hmm. Big work day. She couldn't join us today. So we would uh, absolutely would have loved her perspective and valued her insight, but it uh, didn't work out uh, today. So Rachel will be back as we uh, look uh, back at Rings of Power this week and uh, finish up our discussion. Andres, I want we'll to start with you. Overall thoughts on this episode. Where are you going? Where do you want to take us?
2: Yeah, I mean, I feel like the first half of the episode was just let's try and find Aegon where where is Aegon kind of a mm-hmm. kind of episode and it really did show you that this is the guy who's supposed to be the next king yeah. and this is the guy who is supposed to be crowned by the faith of the seven. And he happens to be one of the most despicable, immoral human beings in all of King's Landing Mm -hmm. by seeing those uh, fighting pits of the kids. I forgot what they're called in the books. uh, Gutter snips, gutter snipes, something like that. Uh, But by seeing that and by seeing all the bastards that he has and by seeing how he basically has absolutely no moral standing to be king Mm -hmm. and no want to be king and no responsibility whatsoever And by showing you the hypocrisy of the Greens, by claiming all this righteousness, Mm. and then at the end, showing you that in reality, they're probably some of the most Mm. shady, despicable, bizarre people in all of King's Landing and in all of Westeros, probably.
1: I really agree with that. These pious, self-righteous people clawing for more power using uh, religion to hide behind these dastardly desires. Yeah, that's kind of big in real world. And uh, I, I really agree with you, Andres, that first episode, first part of the episode, big thriller, uh, the search, the MacGuffin kind of being Aegon, if you will. Um, but it really was almost like a tour, uh, a guided tour through the depravity inside Aegon and perhaps uh, you know the the high towers or at least the greens itself. I think that's a great insightful point. Uh, Alden, yep. you overall thoughts there?
0: I said this coming out of the episode and uh, emotions running hot, and I, I will still stand by it though. I think that if the reigns of Castamir, perhaps mm-hmm. better known as just the Red Wedding episode, is the saddest hour of Game of Thrones on television, I think this is the most infuriating intentionally so it's not infuriating like oh i didn't like it i'm mad no it's Mm -hmm. effective in draw. it was a choice right like yeah we're gonna do we're gonna do the villain episode at least at this point Mm. was very clear who is being coded this is who you cheer for this is who you boo and to split them Mm. and do green episode and black episode down to the titles Mm -hmm. um i think this was the one where it's like we're gonna drag you sort of mm-hmm. like you, you guys just both just illustrated, like through who this guy is through this tour of depravity and show you truly mm-hmm. the lengths that they'll go to that in human nature, if you give certain personalities, your autos and your larises and those types, mm-hmm. if you give them an inch, the mile that they will take every time mm-hmm. um, it's, it's like, a, I think they described it as a thriller. I, I yeah. believe that that was Sapochnik that said like, this has to be your thriller episode. Um, that just is like this race against time because even the greens are having somewhat of a schism here yeah. um, between father and daughter with Otto and Allison. But it's just infuriating. You feel disgusted on behalf of not just the blacks overall, specifically Rhaenys who we'll talk about. You feel mm-hmm. disgusted on behalf of Viserys who we've been endeared to and, and loved, at least mostly loved for mm-hmm. eight years spectacular episodes across 20 years of in-story time and then this guy's body isn't even cold and then you get into the Allison of it all where I think that mm. truly one of the most like incredibly well-drawn characters that I've seen to witness her sort of become the someone took a great screenshot of, of Olivia cook she picks at her nails a couple times yeah, yeah yeah and it's like for that to come back like that that teenage girl turned mom woman queen is now oh my god like mm-hmm. i i overstepped for the last time and now i cannot go back like this like this is what he said i was the only one that was there and then all of a sudden it's like oh so you're signing off on our secret plan great let's get started mm-hmm. the horror yeah of realizing that you are a hypocrite that you've become a hypocrite you've enabled hypocrites that we'll talk about auto but the fact that auto is like the I corrupted my daughter by telling her she will put your children to the sword. And then first chance I get, I'm like, we should put her children to the sword. Like it, it, she's trapped and you feel trapped watching the episode.
1: Yeah. look, I'll say, I, I, as someone who has discussed many times on the show that I I have uh, an understanding or empathy uh, at times for Allison. I still, I still do. I stand by that. I do believe she's gone full heel. I think that's what you're saying as well here. And it's been <laughs> fascinating. And I want to start at the beginning and Andres, get your reaction too. Cause we, I love the moments where the show kind of says, eh, you know, uh, take some things out of this that you want, you know, the action, you know, the plot. Um, and it's maybe your reaction. Uh, I'll start with you, Andres. And i definitely want your thoughts here. All the, uh, we, we had the death of Viserys last week and we had this uh, wonderful discussion of, you know, how much as Viserys is saying this, thinking he's saying this to Renara, think he's, uh, thinks he's talking uh, about the prince that was promised to Renara, and it's, it's Alison and how much Allison just simply misunderstood, wanted to misunderstand it, uh, only heard what she wants, how much of his lie on her part and how much did she just think, no, this is what he said. And, and there's no, maybe no clear cut answer. Pick that up. And this week, this is where I'll pitch it to you, to you guys. It starts off with the death. Uh, well played, but then uh, to me, I read it and get tired. Weekend, I read it as both Allison and then Otto, kind of having this moment of, man, he was a, he was a good guy. He was God. This, this is sad. Anyways, we better start uh, playing the game. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Did I? Is that just me, Andres?
2: No, it's not. It's not just you. I'm pretty sure Otto was. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had this planned out beforehand. This yeah. is what he wanted, regardless. But I feel like Allison's kind of uh, mishearing of A Song of Ice and Fire, Aegon's vision, Mm -hmm. being to be, you know, Aegon being the king and that being Viserys' dying wish as far as that's what he wants. And Mm -hmm. the way Otto reacts to it, I thought that was a really clever moment in directing and acting because we see his face and his face kind of lights up. When uh, Allison tells him, "By the way, the last thing he told me is that he wants Aegon." He's like, "Really? Mm. Interesting. Okay, okay." <laughs> like he really was excited about that. Yeah. Like that's the best news he heard because yeah. now he can uh, basically give a talking point to yeah. naming Aegon as heir. This is kind of playing politics, yeah. you know, in in the in the Song of Ice and Fire world where you're giving now the best ever cover story to Mm. treason, to taking a throne away, it's much more endearing to say this was his dying wish than it is to say he's a male heir, council of 101. We've Mm. done this before. It's much more substantial if it's a male heir of the firstborn son. All this kind of stuff that's in the book, but it's Mm -hmm. much more endearing to hear, yo, this is his dying wish. (laughs) Now you better listen because... This is what Viserys wanted yeah. at the very. We're point. the
1: respectful ones. We're, yeah. we're we we loved him. It, yeah. it was great. what's well, it's yeah. You, you mentioned the politics that we always talk. The difference between the politics of the show, which is uh, what it's you know it's morality statements, where the politicking is really this stuff. I thought of Otto as a campaign manager, going, "Oh wait, yeah. okay, this is good. We can run with it. We can make bumper stickers mm-hmm. off this. Yeah. We got
2: this." That's a slogan, man. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a slogan. This was his dying wish. <laughs> <laughs> and he's the yeah. prince of his promise. Yeah. I agree with that there. Alden, uh, your thoughts again, this moment where all auto's facing the camera and there's just like, Oh, he was a good friend of mine. All right, let's do this break.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you get like, as like you said, like you get the idea of course, from him and Tyler Lannister and basically everyone, but Beesbury who we will get, we will give Beesbury his moment yeah. in a minute. Uh, Everyone there was in on this thing, and and you get the idea that, let's say this never happens with the with the uh, Conqueror discussion and the, yeah. and the Song of Ice and Fire. He would have gone to all of those legal precedents, I'm sure. He would have yeah. gone to, like, I'm sure that that plan was there. This gives that plan the extra shine, but it com- connects back to, and again, this is Interpretations. Mm-hmm. Rachel and I had like a 50-50 like we agreed on 50% of it and disagreed on another 50% of what is Allison's sort of headspace in that scene when Viserys dies and I don't say this I'm like I was right way but I think that Allison is panicking mm. because she has not given herself the time because this is the next day this is like like some next servant boy yeah. saw his body yeah. this is the this is immediate it has been hours since she heard this no time and, jump
1: this time around No, <laughs> yeah,
0: none we're done with them at <laughs> exactly. least for the future um and it's like i i think that she is panicking because of course it's it's i think it is a i want to misunderstand i i'm I'm grabbing on to pieces because i've rewatched what he says a bunch of times he's talking about what the conqueror saw in the north Mm -hmm. he's talking about prince's promise then it ends on the you must do this you are the one like that is such a let me block out that north and and you stuff and just focus on name. Like, yeah. it she's clinging because she's a clinger. It yeah. was to duties and studies when she was younger. Yeah, then it was to my role. Then it was to my dad's warnings. Then it was to religion, and now it's to this. And even yeah. other characters like Otto and especially Aegon, like when that carriage ride, are like he said that he didn't say yeah. that.
1: I actually, like, yeah, I really love that part where, again, it's it's up to your maybe your your interpretation of a viewer, but I took it as that like she has convinced herself this is one hundred percent what I heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She kind of like yeah, de- no, definitely. And along the way, you have a lot of people going, including it, I'd say Lord Beesbury. God, no, history. yeah, no, but yeah. no, because no. literally you got to keep in mind. Yeah, if he he died the night before, yeah. that
0: means you back it up a couple hours. It was dinner. Back it up a couple hours before that, and he was vigorously defending Rhaenyra
1: and <laughs> yeah Maceris. and if, it, it if, does yeah.
0: not logically track and that's what beesberry is pointing out and yeah. that's what aegon is pointing out aegon's yeah. like before the do you love me which is a very interesting character beat mm-hmm. uh it's the mom never like he's a depraved drunk yeah. creeper assaulter abuser and even he is like that and that up and so yeah. i think that the episode is definitely painting that that picture but again it's the once you've made the decision to grasp it's like like we said like did allison turn full heel here yes but it's almost like she backed herself into a corner where the heel turn was the only move
1: yeah and some she
0: she doesn't have a like yes greens like it's more so a oh my god i'm i'm in now I'm in.
1: Yeah, love that there. Uh, Andres, uh, if you want to pick up anything on that thread, go for it. But I'm dying to get into just kind of your breakdown, your reaction, and your maybe upset stomach to the Greens. I love what you're saying about the Greens.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I I feel like there's a lot here, right? Because I feel like as a book reader, it's difficult to not bring in a little bit of what the book does into the show. But it's interesting how in the book, it's all about Council of 101. And it's Mm -hmm. all about male there male heir, male heir, and in this one it's much more alicent mishearing agon as the prince was promised and it gives her a little bit more of a motherly approach in mm-hmm. her aspect mm-hmm. and in her thinking when she's thinking that what she's doing is actually uh, a benevolent act mm-hmm. where in the book it's much more of a devious act as far as hey you know, we might as well give it to Aegon because this is the way it's always been done. Yeah. And that's what Otto keeps quoting back in Fire and Blood. Mm. So it's interesting how they kind of made a divide within the Greens, kind of like a Green Civil War mm. with Allison versus Otto. Mm-hmm. And they both have their Master of Information. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Allison has Laris, and Otto has White Worm, mm. who is a uh, Messaria. Mm -hmm. And they both have kind of their own method of gathering stuff, but they're both doing it in a dirty kind of devious way where Mm -hmm. even if the greens are feuding, they're still feuding in the manner that doesn't, it doesn't add up to their values that they self-proclaim and that they so happily describe themselves to have. So it's interesting how no matter what side you are in the greens in this first act, you're still in a very devious and dirty and dark kind of mm-hmm. attitude, and I feel like that's kind of a good description of what the Greens are like. Whether you are in a lighter side of the Greens and not on the darker side of the auto side, which is kind of what they're painting right now with the mm-hmm. Greens, it still is kind of messed up and dirty, regardless. So yeah. it, it they do a really good job showing you that they are some of the most mm-hmm. <laughs> immoral people uh in this show and they really do a good job with showing you that Aegon is top dog when it comes to that immoral section
1: <laughs> yeah no I, I i i really i really agree with you and i and and you know uh, i don't I mean to want to just completely dive into real world stuff but i think this is this is a comment this is uh this is uh art uh, communicating ideas on real world things not just in our current days but all all of days and, and those who would uh um, hide behind uh, rules regulations traditions all for power using what they can uh, using what lies or half truths they can uh, uh, fan on out and all yeah. uh, united behind uh, a potential leader if you will like um, aegon who's the worst of the worst and yes there's a great beat and we could talk about the, the 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 boy behind the, the name there but you know th- th- it was pretty pretty clear that tour that that field trip of Aegon's sins there Um not worthy to be the king. Even Eamon knows yep. that. And who knows? I don't think Eamon's clean. But you know what I mean? And so I think it's a pretty <laughs> powerful statement uh, that they're making here with the Greens. And I, I really like what you said about that. Again, uh, to repeat my point up top of the show, uh, Ace, I really like your take on it. So all thoughts on the Greens as self Yeah, I, I love what pricks. you said
0: there, Ace, about like the Green schism and, and like lighter green, darker green, like mm-hmm. yeah, forest green and like more of a lime. Like the, the, the way that they have developed this is like, something that Game of Thrones did so well, which is like, there's a duplicative, duplicitous lying to yourself type evil, mm-hmm. which is sort of what Allison is now brushing up against and what Kristen Cole represents wholeheartedly. Uh, we've yeah. seen now how he like took that calling her a C word and internalized it. So now he's like, we don't ever speak about women poorly ever. Right. You understand me? Like the, the way that he's become that. And then, but then there's honest evil mm-hmm. and Otto understands we play a dangerous game we play an ugly game i can't remember what the exact quote is uh but he he is way more in touch with like the like i think if you said to otto you're a hypocrite otto because you were warning that she would put your children your grandchildren to the sword and also it should be noted you pushed the rhaenyra as heir idea uh that was you despite damon i i think if you called out otto for those hypocrisy hypocrite Hypocrisy, hypocritical choices. <laughs> he would probably say, "Yeah, that's true." I don't yeah. think he has illusions about what he is, yeah. whereas Allison does, and that's why you, you get the the people mm-hmm. that he employs, or people like Masaria, where he can have a direct ideological conversation with her, and Masaria and him vibe for power mm-hmm. in that moment, and she represents an idea that will, like, from Masaria all the way down to like Varys, uh is this this thread of how there's mm-hmm. always the free folk, not free folk. Well, yes, but small folk are mm-hmm. always in the background, uh, fighting for theirs and having to buck systems and having to refute these things. And we'll talk about her. But I, I think that the interesting thing about the Greens is that it really is like a who is who's honest about their evil. And mm-hmm. what's curious about where they cross is Laris, mm-hmm. because right now he's in that Allison faction of Greens, but he also tells Otto, my meetings with her could be advantageous to you as well yeah he is an honest monster where he will go on about his like i you know his plant analogies and his animal analogies and stuff uh after having his own family members that guy is still an x-factor i think that could prove to be sort of their end game you know we know that they are enabling something disgusting and as we get more into egon like we've seen sort of how they it went from just being like a drunken teenager Mm -hmm. To what it became here And that's not to absolve him at all Not at all But we've sort of seen the way that they Allow things to fester yeah, they do, and they they made their choices.
1: We'll we'll get to uh, Larys, the honest evil, a uh, 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 chaos climber, uh, and we know Andreas represents uh, Baelish in in our court of uh, Game of Thrones here. Uh, <laughs> what's that? Mean? No, you, you're moving away from. You don't want to be
0: Baelish. You don't want to be Baelish.
1: No. Oh, I just
2: don't want to equate Larys to Bayless. No, well, that, that you know what's funny? Like, not to make it like a
0: let's talk about the fandom, but I will just say that's been coming up a lot. Especially yeah. after this one. Well, you know, and I get why. I understand that people want to lump all the information yeah. brokers together as a role in the same yeah. way that like all Star Wars Imperials are one role. Mm-hmm. I get that. But I saw someone today that was like, oh, is he like Baelish but with a foot thing? And I'm like, no, 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 no. Baelish is started from the bottom and can play the high- highborns against each other. And he got into their house and he sort of pulled strings and everything. This guy was highborn. Yeah. And he yeah. did have a bunch of stuff. And he was all these things. And he's a freak on top of it. Those are very different things. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. there's some interesting stuff there.
2: I also feel like the master of information that we saw in this episode was very interesting because it's funny how we see, and I'm kind of going off your point, Alden, Mm -hmm. as far as how each person gathers information. Mm -hmm. And regardless of the fact that Otto probably wants the darker aspect of this side of being a hand, right? When it comes to quick deaths, you know, executions, anyone mm-hmm. who speaks out will be put to the sword and let's kill off Rhaenyra and Damon right away. That seems to be a much more evil and darker side to the Greens. Mm-hmm. And yet, the way he gathers information and the way he gets to what he needs is the most simplistic way, which is simply money and favors, mm-hmm. right? Where he meets with Missaria. And he simply pays her off Mm -hmm. right away Mm. for the information and then gives her a promise to try and shut down the fighting pits of the kids, which is a very, you know, you know, quid pro quo, Mm -hmm. give me this, I'll give you that. And with Allison, she has an out right where she can kind of play dumb and be like, I don't I just got the information. I just took off my socks and. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> information filled my ears. <laughs> well, the information kind of, wasn't just there; it was yeah. there. I don't and know. And what's interesting I don't know what is happened.
0: that, like, I, there's a sweet, like, inverse contrast that you're touching on there that I love, which is like Otto's willing to do the most brutal things, but has the chill methodology. Whereas yeah. she claims to be the chill one, but yes. her lieutenants are Lord Foot Fetish and the cop who destroyed someone's face Psych in public. Creepy. Yeah. Like it's it's a really weird, like they they have these coin flips happening between yeah. them and and that's why I love that the trailer line, which we thought was about blacks and greens, our hearts were never one, yeah, is about the two of them. Yeah. Not about Rhaenyra and Allison, which is how it's used in the trailers.
1: I I, I love the old trailer tricks. It still gets you, it gets me even now. Star Wars, Lord of Rings, whatever, where, where they take a line and put it over something else and you just fall for it. You think, but uh, and it's effective in the trailer. It was very effective in the trailer uh, and true yeah. for the trailer. But uh, I I yeah again uh, I like um, I don't know I can't say like uh, you use the word sweet so that's a, this is quite an episode to use the word sweet. Um I I. Uh, I still look at Allison and breaking from her father, but not far enough. Uh, still trying to achieve the same goals, but uh, just trying to, I don't know. I i i believe that she believes her own lies, especially when she's talking to Rainey's, you know, like I, I believe she doesn't want everyone mm-hmm. killed. I believe she can uh, offer terms uh, in her heart. Uh, but yeah, you're just looking around and going, no one else is, <laughs> no one else believes And that's you. why
0: it's important that Otto says, uh you know Viserys's daughter or your childhood companion and that was mm-hmm. the first time that someone threw that at her like Rhaenira yes. gl- lightly did with the and once upon a time we were friends like when she did the marriage proposal but it's never been aggressively thrown at her that they were best friends by someone on her side mm-hmm. and for that to come to the forefront here i think ripples into her interactions with Rhaenyra which we'll talk about yeah. and i think there are a lot of layers to Rhaenys's choice which we will talk about of course and i think one of them is once again, Game of Thrones, both shows doing this like parent to parent, especially mother to mother. Yeah. Um clearly. Like yeah. even 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 Catelyn and Cersei,
1: yeah,
0: way back, they had those those connections where it's like we clearly, clearly could not be yeah. more different, but we have this. And I think that that was Rainey saying, like, it is only because I get you on that level mm-hmm. <laughs> that you live. Yeah. At this point. and And a couple other things that we'll talk about. But yeah. yeah, super loaded. Super loaded. And and the fact that she can garner any sympathy. Mm-hmm. is is important for her as um as a villain because you you need that
1: yeah you you do indeed um yeah a lot of other things going on this episode andres anything jumping out to your mind that you want to discuss next
2: i just kind of want to go off this uh keep going off this train real quick with allison just, yep. just a little another little moment and it's so tiny that i almost feel like i might be reading too much into it i love that but there I love is that, doing that moment where she sends out Kristen Cole to go find Aegon and mm-hmm. she almost gives him kind of like a little like, you know, you do it for me, baby. But then she's like, <laughs> she kind of looks back at him and it's like, for, for the queen, for, yeah, for the yeah. queen. <laughs> it almost yeah. feels like she is using mm. uh, her beauty and her stuff mm. still. Uh, to kind of get her way, even with a guy who pretends to be as pious as he is, oh, yeah. uh, Mr. Kristen Cole himself. Mm. And it it is kind of this idea of her playing this game and pretending to be the most self-righteous person there is, even in front of the Green Council and in front mm. of her father, yeah. when in reality, she's not afraid to get down and dirty and in the mud mm-hmm. just as much, if not worse than her own father.
0: Mm. I mean, yeah, like I've I, I've brought up, Anakin with her a bunch of times, not because I think they have similar arcs, but because it is entirely possible for people to be both victim and responsible for all their choices. Yeah, and she is absolutely both. Kylo Ren is both. There's a few of those people in Game of Thrones. Like I can entirely, entirely get, and I still think that the Emily Carey younger Allison is a victim through and through and through. Yeah. Um. But but. As she's gotten older, you get the idea in that one little moment of flirtation of even if there is nothing from her, Mm. she knows that he might think something, especially because he worships her so much since stopping his suicide attempt that it's like, Mm -hmm. oh, maybe for years she's been giving him the little like, little peck on the cheek every now and then to keep him in line. Like, it's Mm -hmm. a very interesting thing to see her constantly do things that make you say, "Oh, Allison, I feel for you. But then there's the yeah. giving the potion to Diana. Then there's the, this with Kristen Cole. Then there's mm-hmm. the way that she just allows the green council to go down the way it is. Like, yes, she speaks up a little bit about the murders, mm-hmm. but at any point in that she could have blurted out, you know, I'm not actually sure about this dream thing. We need to, Take a second. We need to send some writers oh, right. Yeah, yeah. To good people. She never
1: does. Yeah, I, I do agree with that there too. I I I look at Allison as um, overwhelmed but driven. Uh, often, you know, still, mm-hmm. and, and and the great speech that also was the trailer line of, of Rainey saying, you know, have you ever you know imagined yourself in the Iron Throne? Uh, which is uh, probably in there as well, but it, it goes through Aegon. Anyways, I, I yeah, not to get too off the off the path there. I, I love that stuff there. Yeah, I don't know as far as you reading too much into it, uh, Andre Yeah, I don't know. I, I picked up on. Something there too. I mean, Sir Incel, is—it's uh, easy to inflame his uh, dumb heart. By the way, Fabian Frankel—I want to give him uh, credit. He's so—he's so good because I this is one of the characters that I've gone from. I like this guy to kill him, kill him now.
0: <laughs> Just—he's in my top echelon of hatred, and I—I yeah. I mean that. And I—I yeah. I invoked Ramsey. Like, there's that top mm, level of yeah. monsters, and he is unique from Ramsey because Ramsey, you just get the idea—is. Mm-hmm psychosis and malice and all these things in one unhinged individual joffrey is a little bit of that and also the entitlement and youth factor whereas kristen is new territory for these two television shows where he is modern 2022 internet entitlement imbued into a fantasy character
1: yeah he is the
0: she gave you just one fun night and then you scorned her because you are rejected and it yeah. is that is a unique type of thing and fabian does such a good job i almost feel like we need to give villain actors their do more
2: oh, look, um, yeah, than hero actors sometimes yeah no <laughs> it's like they're gonna get booze for the yeah. rest of their career yeah no. kind of going off that and i know we're giving love to to fabian but mm. uh I, I think his name is is it riss reese, uh, reese uh, who plays, yeah. who who plays otto otto yeah, I thought he killed this episode. 100, th- almost more than anyone, in my opinion. I know maybe Olivia Cook also cooked, mm-hmm. um, yeah. but I feel like <laughs> Otto just really did a lot for me this episode, showing yeah. you that yeah. he is kind of this old school Godfather mafia guy who is mm-hmm. really just going about and doing his plan and enacting yeah. his plan and getting down and dirty in flea bottom meeting with people like that that actually took me by surprise mm-hmm. as far as Otto actually being there i thought it would just be the erics uh shout yeah. out to eric and eric yeah but i feel like <laughs> it was actually him being there doing the dealings meeting with the white mm-hmm. worm
0: yeah mm-hmm. and then it gives you the eric, idea of like he's the second son right like he, yeah. this is his second son moment of yeah. oh
2: you were the hustler too because we know
0: that yeah. corliss was we yeah. obviously know that damon will do anything uh but we never got that like mm-hmm. Otto, how did you Exactly. Yay. Like it's only mm-hmm. been alluded to, so to get that element, and yeah. Reese, like he he has what I think is the greatest like look down on a crowd look I've ever seen. Yes, that speech. especially <laughs> like he it's it's amazing. Yeah, he's so good.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, Andres, go on. Yeah,
2: yeah. No, I just feel like his his attitude this episode and the way he went about business was kind of like oh shit, like he can do some stuff, like he can move mm-hmm. stuff. He can make stuff happen right away. And he does it in a very realistic, mm. natural manner where he doesn't really need to have all the talking points and all the relevant aspects. Yeah. But if if he has it, he can make it even better. He can mm. pick the perfect location of the dragon pit. He yeah. can make an audience try and get excited and, and pretend that they're excited, I guess, because that's yeah. kind of what happens with Aegon at the very end. <laughs> but he has all this planned out to the point where you kind of give him a... A tip of the cap where you're like, all right, man, you know, yeah. you're a scheming dude. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're pretty <laughs> damn good at this. Because there's that dude.
0: category in Game of Thrones, Ice and Fire fandom of like players of the game, whether I hate yeah. them or love them. Like who are the best players of the game? And Otto's making a case for being yeah. up there for sure. He's wow. up
1: there. Well, it's part of what I love House of the Dragon is doing. And, and this is maybe uh, when we look back on the season, we discuss this more. Uh, there was, uh, I, I thought, a real bad article out there. I just hate those kind of articles of, you know, there's no one to root for in this show, so why do we care? And it, and I just, I, I don't think that's the intent of every piece of art out there to to put you, um, yes, you you're some heroes, and yes, there's people there's, they're rooting for here, but watching the Greens, particularly this episode, because it is the heel episode. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the blacks aren't perfect over there. They've committed some sins. We're looking at you, Damon, but uh, they are definitely, right now, we'll see how it plays out, being coded as who you're going to, quote, root for. I just love this episode. I love watching auto work not because again uh that i i'm rooting for them but just to see it play out just to study these characters study how it applies to our real life i've had a lot of fun with that this season maybe even more than uh, Game of Thrones in a way, though that series has uh, its own things I absolutely love and the spirit and heart and humor to it that sometimes I think um, this show lacks a little bit of the humor and the spark of, of that stuff. But anyways, I don't know if that makes any sense in my tired haze. I apologize. No, but, it does. You know, I, I'm, I'm wa- it, I, li- I like just watching. I don't need to root for anyone. I'm just watching it ha- happen, sometimes with horror and sometimes with, uh, all right, yeah, this is how it happens and how can we stop it?
0: And that's the thing is, and I also, like, again, I don't, I, I sometimes I... I have to stop myself too much from being like, and let me refute that. But I, mm-hmm. in the case of that article, I would argue like it picks its spots very well. I genuinely feel that of moments of either the classic anti-heroes getting their moments, whether that's like, you know, Damon sticking it to the crab feeder mm-hmm. is coded and shot and directed heroically mm-hmm. that, uh, the, the, you know, the single night charge and getting through and taking everyone on. Like you get stuff like yeah. that, but then there also are definitive, I think, you are supposed to root for this person moments. Renira and the White Stag comes to mind first. And then in this episode, uh, if if, if you're comfortable with jumping into that meeting scene a little bit more, we got two of the realest that have ever done it, Westerling and Beesbury, the only people with integrity in the Red Keep that night. Mm -hmm. the way that you know excluding servants who all seem very nice uh we get that that brief that shot of that kid walking down and it's like oh we get to see people like doing work here in the red key we don't see that a lot but harold westerling yeah standing tall and everything this being a change because it's my understanding that he's dead just casually dead at this point Mm. um in fire and blood and he didn't really have much of a character to him but they added so much Mm. the pilot from the beginning of the pilot he is Rhaenyra's guy. He has like sort of like a, this kid, like in a very loving, like uncle-y type way. Yeah. And for him to take off the white cloak and really stick it to them in this moment, I was afraid for him. I really did think that him and Kristen were going to duel right there. Mm -hmm. I thought it was going down. And I thought Kristen might backstab him on his way out. Glad that that didn't happen. And so now this is like, a this is a, it's Mm. not in the books at all type move that he leaves, so like is he gonna be embarrassed and sell me and go find her and be a <laughs> queen's guard like, that'd be awesome um and then beesbury of course uh yeah. was sort of the the shocker there uh, to see yeah. characters with integrity I think that is the show telling you yeah even if it's a somber show in comparison and it is it is we yeah. all miss podrick and braun yeah there are still people that make you go F yeah.
1: Yeah, how'd you guys react to, I think I get a little bit of the the flavor of your reaction there, Alden, but uh, Andreas, to to old Beesberry, who's been played, uh, they've been playing this guy, is losing his faculties, as I think they said in the Inside Edition, and kind of been a bumbling old fool, hanging around. And um, I I don't know if it's quite a hero's death, but, uh, you know, he he holds true. In an episode that talks a lot about oaths and vows and keeping those things, uh, he kept it.
2: Yeah, I mean, R.I.P. to a real one, uh, Beesberry, uh, <laughs> Kristen Cole quickly put him uh, out. Yeah, <laughs> I was. I, that was a shocking death because I, if I'm remembering in the books, mm. I think he's either taken to the dungeons and later killed off. Mm. Um, There's like
0: two. It's like it's because of the unreliable narrators. It's like I think yeah. Mushroom says that Kristen like sliced him
2: and then yeah.
0: someone else says they put him in a black cell.
2: Yeah, Yeah, it's either one. Yeah, for sure. But either way, I I remember eventually he'll be killed off in fire and blood. But it's it's one of those things where it was a surprise to see Kristen Cole just kind of smash his head in Mm -hmm. very quickly, very easily. Uh, <laughs> I think yeah. he just like tapped the back of his head, and he just like slammed. It was the right nice, down. the <laughs> nice marble of that little uh, yeah. ball holder.
1: Is he? It, what? What? Who gets the marble rolled to them in the beginning? Is it? Is it him? Is it? Him? It's Thailand. Oh, I it is Thailand. Thailand. Yeah, Thailand. Sorry. Just... I thought maybe it was his, but yeah, no. But the fact that they focus on it, I thought. Uh, yeah, no. I mm-hmm. love that. So smart. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
2: but obviously, shout out to the lords who uh, went down. It's a tough one, right? Because mm-hmm. you don't want to be. In that situation where you're given the option of death, or, you know, declare Aegon as king, and you don't want to go back on your word. But at the same time, you don't want to be killed off in a very (laughs) stupid manner, because you feel like, man, if I die now, that's kind of dumb, too. Yeah, I can fight back later. And what about about your house?
1: What about your house when you're gone?
2: That's the idea that the other homie had. Uh, yeah. Oops, I'm forgetting his name. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, um, I, I, I,
0: I'll i get it. Go ahead. Yeah. I'll, I'll grab it. Yeah.
2: But but him, his idea was like, all right, it'd be kind of dumb if I die off now. Let me at least pretend to go along with it. And then eventually yeah. I can come back and sting him back after I tell Rhaenyra. But let me try and leave the gates. And eventually, obviously, he doesn't. And he gets hung on and we yeah. see him hanging. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's a tough one. It's definitely tough. And that's why Rainey's Mm. Is in a special position, <laughs> yeah. Because all she has to be is like, just get me close to melee's and it's over.
1: Can't wait to it, into- but I, I, I'm, I'm uh, reacting a little bit, Andres, to those watching on the YouTube side. Uh, I, I'm, I'm shaking my pen in agreement because uh, forget digging in deep into the themes and all the things we do love doing around here. I just had a, a gut reaction as, as a fan of this realm, where I'm like. I would bend the knee so fast because in this world, that doesn't mean much. We all talk about oaths and vows in this world. And you must, I'm an oath <laughs> keeper, not an oath breaker. Break it because you could turn around and get the message out to your house and do yeah. something about yeah. it. I, I yeah. would have bent the knee as a strategy, but uh, maybe I, would, I have, uh, maybe have no one just like
0: to note it was Lord Coswell. Coswell. Lord, Lord Coswell, Coswell who tried rest to be strategic in, rest and in peace
1: well hard. D- d- I dropped my pen here I'm so excited did he because he hesitated and I think if, if they were already on doing <laughs> already Oh, to
0: he definitely scarring. was a good intentions terrible performance yes not, not the actor Coswell no, Coswell no. did not play it like it was not
2: sneaky yeah. <laughs> when, they, <laughs> when Otto asked him where were you going I was like dude make something up <laughs> Just be like, I don't uh, know. They're gonna go to my house. I had a food order, yeah. DoorDash, bro. <laughs> Uber Eats, <laughs> man. Yeah, <something. laughs>
0: like there was, there were so many options. Yeah, and it, and he just, and again, he was like, <laughs> when faced with a great player of the game, some of these people just yeah. crumble. Yeah, they just yeah. crumble.
1: Yes, and it. Yes, and yeah. No, I was too. Just like say anything, which was, by the way, I always say. You know, the one thing I, I, I wish I had a little bit more to laugh at uh, during this season. Um, uh, that was a funny moment, uh, tragically. Uh, and uh, was it Helena just kind of uh, with her, like, where's Aegon? Not here. <laughs> I can love that. She played that perfectly.
0: I also, who you know, who's an incredibly, uh, an uh, who had an incredibly well placed moment of comedy is <laughs> Helena's handmaiden who's playing with the kids. Yeah. Because when we get into the scene, Helena is saying something super deep about, you know, when someone else has something and you want it. And inevitably yeah. they'll come to blows and someone will try to take it. It's this whole like thematic statement that Helena's yeah. giving. And then the handmaiden's like, Yeah. Yeah. it's <laughs> yeah. like quite right.
1: Yeah. And no, yeah, you can tell no one's paid attention to her probably her whole life, which is this tragedy. And she's uh saying these, uh, you know, she's got these dragon dreams, uh so to speak. It just, you know, the the beast below the boards there. I mean, the telltale heart, mm-hmm. everyone should pay attention, pay attention. But everyone thinks she's uh She's off her rocker. And uh, I, I kind of like uh, uh, that as well. Lessons to be learned if you uh, want to look for them. You
0: know? She's three for three in terms of her uh, visions. She had, of course, Aim and One Eye. Then she had the one uh, while they're talking about her, where she's basically predicting the conflict, the, the yeah. schism, and everything that's about to happen. And now she mm-hmm. predicts uh, uh, Rainies and mm-hmm. Um And I think there's something to be said there, just like in general, thematically, about the way that this world, and lots of fantasies do this. like, Mm. they're not actually crazy. They were onto something or they're not, they're not lower. They're something else. And I think that you can, you can find that in like lighter ways, like maybe with Hodor where he's like this, this like he's Hodor. And then all of a sudden, oh my God, he was so important. he mattered. I think that a lot of fantasy does that. Um, And I think that her being, you know, I I said that Allison was maybe the only green that wasn't a deplorable person. No, uh, Helena does not deserve any of this.
1: (laughs) No. No, start with that. Uh, before we uh, get on to some of the big stuff here, we got we got a main event we got to get to here. Uh, I do want to stop along the way in Flea Bottom. I want to stop with the likes of Massaria, uh the White Worm. We got the burning of the, the place at, at the end of that there. We can talk about all there. But uh, her words there, I, I admit, I I, I I did not write it down, but her, her words to Otto about, um, you know, you kind of you have as much power as we allow you to have in a way. I'm paraphrasing, I know. Um, and, and it reminds me of things discussed in Game of Thrones of, you know, they, the, 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 small folk don't care about who's on the throne. They, they want a long summer. They want food in their belly. Um, and, and, and it's, uh, I don't, I just, I really like that moment. I like Masari as a character. Um, she has, uh, you know, acquired certain kind of powers and uh, certain kind of, uh, you know um value uh made her own value in this world and and for her to kind of weave her way in i'm, I'm interested uh, uh your guys take on what she said here in this episode uh alden
0: uh the whole time that she was speaking i was of course making those connections to later characters like Varys. um but then there's also there's that v for vendetta quote that goes around every november Uh so we're almost due um and it's the uh Uh, you know, people should not be afraid of their governments. Governments should be afraid of their people. And I think that's what Otto was forced to sort of reconcile with here in a little bit of a way. And I'm not sure if he, you know, Otto clearly not one for his word. His word doesn't mean much. Mm -hmm. Uh, So when he gives that, I don't even know if he'll, will he even bring it up in the next meeting? Probably not. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was, it was, I think, a great moment for the show to have the people directly clash the people mm-hmm. represented by her directly clash with the system represented by him, mm-hmm. uh, because this is so intimate, and because it's such a, it's a it's a King's Landing drift mark Dragonstone drama as yeah. of right now for the most part. It's about to expand out as we know, yeah. but the the Game of Thrones storylines allowed you to get more down into the dirt, Mm -hmm. whether that was in Essos with, you know, the Dothraki and, like, really get to know other cultures and other peoples, whether that was in Arya and the Hound walking around, we got to actually be there on the King's Road. This show doesn't have that, so to bring those themes to the forefront and say, never forget us, is sort of almost talking to the audience while we're having all this, Mm -hmm. we still, at any point, if we decided to just Charge one of you while you're walking around out here. You're you're and and the way that it uses Arik and Arik um, uh, and, and Eric. I know it's yes. easy to Eric and Eric. Like it's yeah. the only way that I've gotten through that. By the way, guys, is mm-hmm. by saying A is for Allison and the one that starts with A goes with her. That's 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 <laughs> yeah. the trick I've used in my mind. That's A's together is what I've done in my yeah. mind. But th- showing that these four accomplished knights with Kristen, mm-hmm. Amon, and Eric and Eric are useless on the streets. Yeah, I think yeah. underlines so much of what she's saying about, mm-hmm. don't forget, dude, we don't abide by you. We deal with you. We do not abide by you.
1: Yeah, yeah. There, there's always a tension when anyone goes down there. I mean, the, the riot in uh, Game of Thrones season two is, is still as brutal as it is. it is. It's still one of my favorite moments for what it represents in that uh, series, in that show, and that story. So, yeah, I, I, I found it to be this uh, kind of chilling moment. Now, also what I found to be equally as uh, chilling uh, from Otto and, you know, uh Andres and I, I guess clearly we're starting to say we're on team Otto. I'm kidding. But uh, we love what we's, he's got going on this episode. But this idea of like, oh, I won't forget like, oh, that's mm, that those those words have double meaning sometimes coming from him. Him. Um, so yeah, anyways, uh, Andres, your take on uh, Masaria, the white worm of it all
2: yeah it's interesting what they've done with her character because at first after episode two you kind of feel like maybe she's going to disappear
1: right
2: maybe even for the season because uh yep. in the book i believe she doesn't come back until way way later on as yeah. the white worm because i feel like she's off to essos uh after dragonstone honestly can't um, remember yeah on in fire and blood so i feel like that's where she eventually leads up to by this point in the book where where it's Aegon's coronation. But they're already kind of giving you a rundown on who she is in King's Landing as far as the White Worm, Master of Information, uh, all this stuff with the people. But it also is interesting as far as the way Otto makes this promise to her and the way she wants to stop this and the way that she knows that the Gold Cloaks have the ability to stop this Mm. but they don't do it, and they are paid off by people who have uh, placed bets in these fighting pits. So it's one of those things where she wants to have at least a little bit of some civility within the people. And it reminds me of that episode with Damon and Rhaenyra going off in the city and him getting to know the people. And he says it's important to know the people you're eventually going to rule. Something like that is the quote Mm -hmm. he uses. Uh, And it also teases how the people actually most of the people somehow prefer a male heir in Aegon to be the king. That's the placing that we get, which Mm -hmm. eventually leads to the dragon pit coronation as well when they applaud. And we know that's kind of why they applaud, but it's a reminder that the people are still important in Mm -hmm. this show and in this book and in this world, because they can uh, determine a lot of what's happening. And especially now when the divide is going to be so clear between the greens and the blacks and Rainier yeah. and Aegon. So I, I really, really like Missaria. I'm feeling the whatever Caribbean accent she's pulling off right now. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Every time she comes on screen, I'm just like, yeah. Caribbean queen. Because uh, <laughs> that's what she is to me. Yeah. Uh, I don't, that's what she's doing. I don't know what she's doing with that accent, but. Yeah. yeah, I love it. I love the accent. I love. Yeah, it. people are hating on the
0: accent, but I think it's. I think it's a fun choice. I think it's. I a think it's. Choice. I think like, it's
2: yeah. awesome. I really yeah. do. I think it's a really cool way to distinguish her. But yeah. I also feel yeah, like stands out. her ending. Uh, I, I'm I'm moving to the end where mm-hmm. we see the building on fire and it's mm-hmm. like she's dead. I she's not dead. No, so come, come on.
0: on. No, come no. On, no, no. You wouldn't. No. She's not going in the Stannis category. Uh, How dare you, uh, sir? How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? say? Yeah. Sorry, sorry to poke at old moon He's, he's still, still there.
1: He's still there. Uh, it was only Baelish that we saw for certain dead. Sorry, Andres. He's going to um, be on the
0: sn- uh, snow sequel. He is.
1: Stannis. He is. He is. Oh, he might. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just uh, in, in the time we have uh, left here, and we're not super rushed here, but I want to get to the what I'm calling the main event here. We got a lot of things leading up here. And there, look, there's so many wonderful things with Allison. We could spend a lot of uh, wonderful, not great things, but there's, I think, layers. Yeah. There's a lot to talk about with Allison, but uh, we got, uh, I think, more time to talk about that. But it all leads up to we got the great conversation. I loved the conversation. With Rainey's and um, and and Allison, I loved mm-hmm. her. Just not only the question of Have you ever thought about being on the throne? But you know, I, I know you think you're free. You think you're in control. I know. Okay, yeah, yeah. We we can't rule, but we uh, behind every good king is, yeah. a, is a strong queen. You want a window in your prison? Ooh, that was one of my favorite lines in the show. Amazing, yeah,
0: writing from Sarah Hess. That was biting. I feel like that will go. Down. I don't mean to cut you off. I just had no, to no, it's it great. I was, I was hoping you brought up the line because I was like. Mm-hmm. This, this is an iconic Game of Thrones quote. And Eve Best has had the, I wouldn't call it a burden, but, Mm. you know, some people, kind of like Patty Considine, like some people don't get a flashy role. And she's had a season of, you know, she's only been in about half of them. And she's been sort of like even keel and everything. But for her to be like, I know something's going down, I'm locked in this room, gloves off. It's t- it's time to really tell you who you are or what your problem yeah. is. Yeah. It was powerful.
1: Yeah, no, I, I absolutely absolutely loved it. And her character's gone through some some stuff. I mean, you know, remember early on where we we looked at her as kind of this uh um almost this, you know, um butter emails type of character who was like <laughs> to, talking to young Rhaenyra and just kind of like, you know, they'll never make you queen. Oh, would you like to do anything to change that? No, 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 no. no um i i think it's interesting and 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 to see her i don't even want to say switch but just where she's gotten to right now and even with allison throwing in the corliss stuff and hey you know kind of digging herself i loved her fighting back leading up to the big reveal but yeah. but andres uh, your thoughts so far just maybe even on that conversation
2: i'm i'm i was so curious where this was headed because again i keep going back to fire and blood but i was like whoa whoa whoa, whoa this is mm. completely different and i'm was so curious what they were going to do with it. And I was actually very pleased with it because mm. that scene was so intense and so well-written and we got to see incredible acting on both sides uh, with Olivia and with Eve. And we got to see who Rainey's is where regardless of Her feelings for Rhaenyra Mm -hmm. not being, you know, top tier and not being the most committed to her cause, but at the same time, never really declaring for the Greens as well. She's always been kind of more in the middle Mm -hmm. and realizing being placed in the position she's in kind of seals her fate, right? Kind of what you said, where keeping her in the locked in the room and keeping melees in the dragon pit those are two no-nos for her. Yeah. That that made her quickly be like, "All right, Team Green is not really my style because <laughs> they're already keeping me prisoner." Yeah. That's not a good way to get my loyalty. Number one, and number two, I don't go back on my word is kind of what she said to Allison when she says that, you know, my you know the word of my house is not fickle, mm. and I really like that line as well because yeah. it shows you that regardless of what has gone on in the past and regardless of the fact that I'm not really keen for Damon and Rhaenyra, mm. I'm not one to go back on my word either. Yeah. And I also happen to have a weapon of mass destruction yeah. <laughs> on my side. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not going to be Beastberry yeah. or other homie Coswell. Uh, yeah. I can get out of here and I have a good exit strategy, yeah. which I thought was amazing. Yeah. And yeah. I
1: love the yeah, setting it. And even this, you, 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 you both talked earlier about auto kind of using the dragon pit as this big giant uh, pomp and circumstance kind of thing. This big look at us. And it is kind of interesting. I mean, you know, the sword being presented, the sword being, I, it was, it was, you know, dare I say, Aegon looked kind of cool, right? It's like, Ooh, cool. And oh, set, yeah, to set it there, and her kind of, yeah, all right, well, I'm here. It's kind of where I wanted to go. Now I'm here. Uh, I, I got the armor. Let's go. Right. I, I think it, to have that, even that backfire on auto, I enjoyed as well. Um, uh, let's, yeah. let's just talk about it. Talk about the coronation. Talk about, uh, it's a big moment. And mind you, this is episode nine, uh, the penultimate episode. And even Sapochnik talks about, we needed a penultimate moment and all this kind of, you know, this is tradition in game of Thrones and, uh, yeah. You know, that could set us up for sort of high expectations and maybe even some failures going forward if you're always looking towards Episode 9 or at least the second last episode as being the big, ooh, game-changing reveal. Um, so I don't know. This was a different take on it, which I liked. So I like the whole um, end sequence leading up to uh, the controversial decision for Many's, which we're going to talk about, too, that even Ryan Condell in the after-episode uh, thing says, eh, people might not like this. Uh, they might not like her decision. So, Alden, take us into the coronation. Your thoughts there
0: look my favorite band of all time is my chemical romance and to all of you that either sent me tweets this happened at least three times i saw a quote tweeted that were saying that he looked like gerard way in the black parade video you're right <laughs> that was not lost on me it was a vibe i'm not gonna lie yeah, uh yeah. down to the bleach hair and the, mm. and the black the gloves That's and the, like, it was fun. there i felt it and so just to build up a ken's point like it gets you aesthetically for that moment where you're like, not going to lie, the Conqueror Crown's pretty dope. It's pretty cool. I love that one ruby jewel. Like, yeah. it's a good look. Yeah. But it ultimately, Beast Beneath the Boards, everything that's been building up to this, mm-hmm. I love the thematic visual of you can do your high-towered sort of version of House Targaryen all you want. Yeah, Real House Targaryen will not be kept down. Yeah. It's it, you can you truly will not be able to contain this power. Now, mind you, there are dragon riders on that stage. Yeah. Had Vagar been accessible, yeah. You know, it would have been a yeah. different story, I'm sure Amon. but but he's yeah. cornered at that moment. Everyone on that dais is cornered. Yeah. And it's that moment of House Targaryen, you know, the yes going all the way back to the to the opening narration of the entire season. The only thing that could bring down the House of the Dragon was itself. And okay. so it's beginning that too, but it's also like the never forget it's going to come down to dragon riders and dragon riders not you guys Mm -hmm. and there's that element there's the mother element of big yeah there's there's that look of like this is for that conversation and that conversation only that i spare you Mm -hmm. and your children i'm not gonna especially like helena's there like Mm -hmm. renise is logical in her way we've Mm -hmm. seen that especially uh, in um, Lord of the Tides, yeah. the way that she does pivot and decide to accept the marriage proposal. She yeah. is playing the game and every single Nice move in the whole show is evidence to why she should have been queen, which I love. Mm-hmm. Like every mm-hmm. single time you can apply that to the throne and think, yep, she would have yep. been great. Feeling good. And then thirdly, turning her back on them and mm-hmm. therefore Maylise's back on them when she so clearly could have killed them, even having... Even yeah. doing the melee's roar, where they think it's going to be Dragonfire and then it's just a scream.
1: Yeah,
0: is her saying, "Don't forget, I'm better than you. We uh, are better than you." Because yeah. if that had been Sunfire or Vagar, and the roles were reversed, they would have burned the Blacks. Mm. This mm. is the this is a moral victory yeah. over yeah. them, at least right now. I love not it. to say that everyone on the Blacks yeah. gets that well, moral high yeah. ground but Rayneese got the moral W. Yeah, here, she got
1: far. the moral W, but she didn't get the win and she could have ended it all right here with uh, the kill shot, Andres. What do you mm-hmm. think about the coordination? Gerard Way is king and <laughs> this <is> may <Miley's> moment.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, is that the... When I was a young boy, yes. especially as he's walking pretty. slow. Yeah. Especially as yeah. he's
0: walking slow and they even slow mode it for like 30 seconds there.
2: Yeah, I think he should have sang it. He should have gone all <laughs> out. I think he should have rocked it. He, he, might, have have me. Me. he might have swayed me. He could me have instead. like done like a like emo kind of quiet shy boy pose. And he could have yeah. been like, "What well, on?" No, and when the sword came up, that's like, when the music started. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: eventually started swinging a black around. Yeah, um, that would have been great. It would have been amazing. Uh, yeah, I feel like a, I had a lot of mixed feelings when on first watch because mm. at first I was so shocked by it and I was mm. so kind of like. Like what is going on, kind of yes. by it, yeah, with the idea of melee's just popping out of nowhere, mm. but then eventually, uh, I was right on board with it because we did kind of need a moment with Rainey's, we like you said, yeah, all day, we didn't really get too much of her uh throughout the season, and I really did feel like the riders were just like, damn, we really didn't give too much to mm-hmm. Melee's. We have to give her something. Like, we have to give mm-hmm. her a heroic moment mm-hmm. uh, just to send her off on a really high note. And especially with a dragon like Melee's. Also, I know your point about Vagar being a different story, but. Watch out, Melee's has got these hands, man. Like Melee's scrap. <laughs> uh, uh, I can't can
0: wait. <laughs> I can't wait. She's got aii am I'm I'm a big like. I remember when Sea Smoke debuted. Got the Sea Smoke yeah. emoji. I immediately was like, Maylee's, just so Maley's. I could see the what it looked like. Great design. Once Maley's again, is a fighter, yo. She, once again, a great a, design. Yeah, she's a yeah. boss. Oh, and also, uh, can I just say the splash of color? On Rainey's yeah, yeah. breastplate, like we don't get oh, a lot yeah. of colorful armors. Yeah, yeah, it looked
1: awesome. No, no, shoot. no I, yeah, they don't do Game of Thrones figures as much as uh, say Star Wars. They do exist, but uh, and I'm not talking Funko Pops. But I would, I would want Rainey's Black Series six-inch uh, red dragon armor. That's a figure I'd want and put on a shelf. Great moment, yeah. Andres. So to your point, uh, going back, I, I, I know we kind of uh, derailed you a little bit there. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. I, and and and, and to follow, I, I really. I really, yeah, I agree. Both of you that uh, Rainys has been not in the background; she's been key, but she hasn't been in every episode. She's been kind of quiet. She's had some great points. She has great lines, but this was a uh, a hero moment away. Even though the ending, we're going to de- debate and whether we like the choice or not, um, not in terms of just viewers, but in the story for the character. Uh, anyways, continue, Andres, if you got some more points there.
2: No, yeah, I just think it's funny that she was rocking that armor too. It, it almost kind of paints the idea of. You know where she get it, or if it's on mailies, maybe if they yeah. keep it on the saddle, and maybe that's where where she just grabs it, puts it on, or something, mm-hmm. or maybe it's just uh, you know just Superman style, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> underneath the dress or the or the hoodie that everyone every Targaryen has a hoodie, um, <laughs> that they rock. This is my disguise. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I I think it's cool because it does two things. It mm-hmm. it shows you Rainy's being a pragmatist. Rainy's being uh, someone who's also compassionate in her own way, in her own motherly instinct, having just lost mm-hmm. two kids herself yeah. and just still dealing with that loss heavily. And mm-hmm. also thirdly, to build up Melees, in my opinion, because maybe me mm-hmm. being the dragon nerd that I am, I I can't lie if I would not say that I'm a little bit disappointed that we haven't gotten more moments with the dragons. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm happy with cyrax i'm happy with caraxes Mm -hmm. the two moments we had with them very very early on
1: yeah yeah right
2: obviously sea smoke the moment we had with him but then this is kind of the next one you know obviously Mm -hmm. if we're skipping vagar uh because we have to build up these dragons somehow and that's why part of me this is my little tiny sunfire rant Mm -hmm. i'm kind of disappointed we haven't seen sunfire which is kind of adds to the um pride that the people take in Aegon in the book Mm -hmm. and Fire and Blood a lot of why people Mm -hmm. like Aegon is literally just because of his dragon (laughs) they like him because his dragon is just so damn pretty and beautiful and it looks so cool and he has a cool connection with it and I feel like that's his one redeeming factor and they decided to scrap it because they're like we're not going to give him any redeeming factors in this show (laughs) yeah I was
0: about to say I wonder if that's what it is like I wonder if it's like if they are the high towered faction mm-hmm. yeah. is it a story choice and a money choice to make them less dragoned up right now obviously right now so yeah. so it'll be unavoidable mm-hmm. um but it is it's an interesting idea of like is that intentional yeah. or not and i don't have an answer
1: yeah no no i love it there yeah no and i agree yeah yeah we're waiting for this is a this is a story about those dancing dragons and the, i think the dances just begin there this was true i think this was the biggest dragon moment of the show that's not saying some great insightful thing. Uh, so it worked for me, but uh, I, I really uh, understand where you're coming from on that, Andres.
2: Yeah, but I do feel like at the end, when Otto is screaming out to uh, open the doors, part of it is a survival method, right? Because mm-hmm. he obviously doesn't want to be trapped in there. That's yeah. the, the biggest her, thing that's on your head. But let also, part of me also feels like Otto is like, man, there's two options here: either we let mm-hmm. Maylis and Rainey's go, or we kind of go down swinging and try and get. Eamon is going to have to do like a forty yard sprint, Amen, uh, right. uh, Damon style, and just get down to the Dragon Pit and try to get Vagar, or mm-hmm. someone is going to have to get you know Dreamfire or some other dragon and yeah. try to fight it out here. Yeah. But Otto, being the smart one that he is, is saying, "Let's survive. Let's move on. Mm-hmm. Open the doors right now. Have Melee's get out of here because yeah. we're not about to go down swinging now. This is not the time and place." So. If those
0: doors close, that's a oh you're trying to trap me again
2: yeah
1: I'll you're down my way out yeah no absolutely o- open the blast doors close the blast doors open the blast doors Close the blast <laughs> yeah, doors.
0: honestly yeah i mean it's a and you know just Ken. i know you were saying like to touch on the in story i think we all agree that we love the scene in world mm. we don't it's it's hard to because you don't want to do the horror movie thing of like why didn't they just like bring a friend like you know you don't want to try to write it so there's no plot yeah. um so like like realistically it's like she, makes, she gets the moral victory because we need a show. But yeah, yeah. in that moment, I really do think that even if she had burned them all, I don't think that that's good. And I think the character knows that too because yes. then what? Rhaenyra comes back to King's Landing having just slaughtered Innocence and but, like,
1: yeah, but Innocence have already died, right? She comes. I can't imagine everyone survived the rocks and show, oh no, no. Yeah, Innocence you know,
0: died for sure. Yeah, but that, I think it's almost like in a well, but I'm, I mean people don't care about I'm, their I'm people gr- don't care about their own peers.
1: They don't, and I think that's that's yeah. telling too. That's telling that even with 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 Rainey's that she's trampling some of these people underfoot. Uh, and that's yeah. a factor, and I, so I do. I do agree with you that there's some sort of moral victory, whether it's right or wrong. Uh, it, you know, even Otto has the line. You know, uh, what's what's the few against the many? I'm paraphrasing. And that's something we've heard in shows time and time again. I, 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 you know, Andres and I, have in the past here on on um, uh, Talk, I think even back in the Daily Thrones days here in this channel, I have have looked at Tywin and, and like, hey, he's mm-hmm. despicable, but this is also what you do to win the game. Uh, and his idea of like what's a few dead at dinner versus thousands on the on the field you can get lost in that and and the question yeah. of uh, you know there's the the, the the why to fight but the how is is, is sometimes just important I think so I think Rainey chooses an important how but it could have yeah. ended things right then and there and I think it's fun to have that debate even to have Condel say that yeah to have Condel say that so I I I love what ifs. I love could could ofs and should ofs with shows. I don't live with them. This isn't a review. This is a discussion of yeah. the show, uh, and and so I I don't have frustration for it as a viewer. I just have questions as someone it, it, watching this in story. Oh, it's it's yeah. super fun.
0: Like, if that happens, and Rhaenyra yeah. returns. Yeah. At that point, whether she wants to or not, Rhaenys is acting as a lieutenant for Rhaenyra now. Yeah. Like by sure. default. Yeah. So if Rhaenyra if she burns them all, and Rhaenyra comes back. Then it's like oh, you slaughtered a family via your Lieutenant Rhaenys, via your your dad's cousin, mm-hmm. and now we will forever remember the Rhaenyra reign as having started with bloodshed. And mm-hmm. I think that people still, despite the chaos of the episode, are, unless you're Otto mm-hmm. or Laris, um, you are still trying to avoid, for the mm-hmm. most part. Oh, and Kristen Cole, too. But mm-hmm. so you're still trying to avoid?
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, yeah, it's... Um... Again, people are be trampling a foot, and yeah, it's it's. Uh, we'll see how that plays out going forward, and, and, and whether it was the right decision or not. Uh, you know, you might look back and and say uh, her motherly instincts, or motherly love, and the connection that she maybe felt on any level, any level, even as deep for Allison in that moment, uh, yeah. could have cost the realm uh, peace early on there. So, Andres, I don't know if uh, you have any thoughts here on this big decision. It's a non decision, but it's an important one.
2: Yeah, it's interesting, right? Because. I, I, I don't know. I feel like at this moment, too, the crowd kind of being behind Aegon while at the same time Aegon is burning alive (laughs) would have been quite a decision on Rhaenys' part. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. Definitely turn King Landings against you in in the blink of an eye, which is definitely something that you don't want to do. But again, Rhaenyra could wash her hands of all that uh, very quickly if, you know, Rhaenys stays in Driftmark and that's end of story. It's Mm -hmm. not like anyone's going to dare and go after her um, mm-hmm. when she's, you know, doing that with the dragon like Um So I, I do feel like it's definitely a key decision that the show writers decided to put into the show, which again was never really in the book. There was never really an option for that. If there was, I think it would have been a quick swift decision uh, by mm-hmm. anyone on Team Black to mm-hmm. just put him out right away because again, we're going to get a war regardless yeah. and if anything, more people are going to die in the future right. uh, yeah. in more horrific fashions than that. Mm-hmm. So this is something that you could do to quickly end the war that is about to come. Uh, So, yeah, I mean, if anything, it's a fun debate, like you said, and I really do feel like Mm -hmm. we're going to see what's going to come of it with May and Rainey's in the future, because I do feel like this kind of solidified her position a little bit on the black council as being a top Uh, dog. So I hope we see more of her in the future, more, more of her character. Yeah. More of Eve Best playing Rainey's, yeah. I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Yes. I'm excited for more of
0: her. We'll talk about the, I guess, like mm-hmm. finale hype that took to end. But like, oh, yeah. I'm that, so that, that preview shot of the the Greens are coming for you and your children while she's still wearing the red armor and everything, I was like, oh, we're at war. That was the first yeah. time that it felt like it became the war show, right? Because there yeah. hasn't been a declaration yet. No, Doesn't happen. no, it's about to happen. No, Doesn't it's, happen.
1: it's about to happen, and it's been a season uh, of getting there. And when, when, when it's all wrapped up here, we'll we'll do a, a look back, as we are also going to do with Rings of Power. Of, and we're not done mm-hmm. talking about it. But yeah, I, I love processing it and seeing it. And this is uh, there's been a lot of prequel uh vibes within this show and i feel we're finally getting to uh the meat of the story we talked about maybe the lack <laughs> of time jumps going forward we'll see yeah. all those things we don't know season begun two. the dragon wars have begun the dragon it's, wars have it's really yeah.
0: that's a similar energy and uh yeah real quick i just want to throw out two things i know we're we're trying to wrap but there's two things that i think listeners and viewers might be like oh they didn't talk about that one mm-hmm. we'll stay connected here uh that carriage scene we touched on
1: yeah it's great yeah
0: in allison and agon i'm just curious to see what your your thoughts were i love the way that it's the it's all this build he clearly doesn't believe her we talked about that earlier mm-hmm, about the mm-hmm. his, his stuff with his dad there's the the cat's paw dagger being represented there that the, the spirit of his dad lingers yeah i think that that's an interesting thing where like he doesn't want it he doesn't want it he doesn't want it that's been throughout the episode especially the aemon sibling fight which is both Thematically yeah. powerful and yeah. funny. Yeah.
1: Um.
0: Uh, the way that that evolves. That walk that he does, I think from the carriage there, I think when he realizes like, I think he has conflated, like being the king means being like dad. And then once he got up there, he was like, oh, wait, I can do what I want. And then he started showboating. Uh, yeah. And I and I love the way that, that connects. And then also the, do you do you love me? And she just says imbecile.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um. Yeah. Like, of course I do, but mm-hmm. also... She couldn't just say it,
1: yeah. At least, yeah. At least we don't see her say it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, look, I, I'm glad you brought that up because the carriage ride is interesting. And, and, and if you know, Aegon is, um, I'm not a fan. Uh, I mean that in a great way as a, as a viewer. I'm just <laughs> rooting against him. But that moment, I, I, I at the coronation, yeah, because he's said he's outright said it to his brother, and his brother's not. I don't know. I don't know if I'd want Amon as a king, but his brother's not wrong. That you know, you Aegon are unworthy. Um, the but when the the crowd, the cheers, and the playing into it, like you said, it almost was like he got to the wrestling ring and, and and heard and heard the calls. I felt that was a little bit yeah, a power, not just personally. I can oh, I can do what I want, but just like I have the power. And 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 power yeah. is quite a drug. It's a hell of a drug. And I, I felt him leaning into that moment, uh, which is scary. Especially
0: if he's not sure. He's not sure if his mother loves him. Then he yeah. hears thousands of people that are at least saying needs, they do. Yeah,
1: exactly. It, it's the whole, it's the void. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> I don't know about that. Yeah, but great stuff. Uh, Andres, your thoughts on uh, Aegon the Unloved?
2: Yeah, it really is one of those interesting things where you become so despicable and moral. Uh, yeah. Just the lowest of the lows in your humanity. And you kind of reject your own um, values and anything you probably have. And then you have this idea in your head that because of that, you are not loved by anyone and that you are the way you are. Mm -hmm. And then suddenly you have thousands and thousands of people uh, cheering for you. It it changes you and it it really makes you feel like, oh, crap, like all this time, I never thought I was loved because I was such a piece of trash that all of a sudden it makes you feel like, okay, maybe I can be a piece of trash and be loved. People that don't know I I am
0: and don't care. Yeah. yeah um it's yeah. like so there's that and then uh yeah, yeah real quick the last thing and i'm gonna say this as diplomatically as i can we've gone now over an hour without talking about feet gate and <laughs> i i do think it's important to note i'm gonna throw this out there we don't have to there's no <laughs> there's just not i don't want to talk about the act but mm-hmm. i think that there it's an important he's a main character is important Note. Mm. uh i say this with no background in, in uh, sex psychiatry or sex psychology, sex therapy. I say this with uh, zero desire to kink shame, just talking about a character thing. I think that weirdness aside, funny, first of all, it's funny to see everybody freak out about it, considering what we've already seen in, in both shows. It's like I incest, but I draw the line at feet. I think that's hilarious. Um, but then there's there's this element of forget the grossness of like what's actually going down physically. This guy's psychology has made him such a unique villain in this that I just think it has to be noted that what's the one thing that he can, like, really get off on in that way? The thing he can never have, which is just two normal appendages. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. He's born with one that's all messed up. And so we've seen the way that his brain works. Yeah. He, was, he was already high-born, but he, will, he would never get to be Harwin, and he would never get to be, you know, the theme of Second Sons. So he, we saw what he was able to do willing to do Mm -hmm. and capable in that regard. But then there are personal things that are not status related. And he's just as much of a freak and a control fiend Mm -hmm. about those things too. Mm -hmm. He can't go. There's no one he can destroy in the world to get a a, a pair of feet that both work correctly. Mm -hmm. What does he do? Then it's a power trip. It's both the, I can't have that. And that becomes my fixation. And then also I want you, the queen, to know that I will always have the upper hand, and I think that that was fascinating. So that's all I wanted to say. I know mm-hmm. it's an uncomfortable thing to unpack, but
1: I, I look, at, no, it, 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 other than you know, he clearly founded WikiFeet, Feet, which is, uh, you know, uh, that itself <laughs> is, yeah, uh, I'm with you with the, the stuff you said up top there. All the not, not here to do any of that kind of shaming, but it's a Wiki a problem for a lot of people i know so uh it's uh Mm -hmm. it was it's it was interesting i i think in the history of game of thrones this was one of the least disturbing scenes i've ever witnessed and i it's true and (laughs) what's funny is i was down in la jolla and i you know avoided the the spoilers enough but i started to see some of the feet stuff come up i I, i'm sorry i'm tired and grumpy so the this is the one you'd have problems with all the things eight seasons like what are you gonna do like it's that too yeah and and again like
0: And, and, and to your point, like, not to make it like an industry conversation, when you bring up something like a WikiFeed thing, it's about consent, everyone. You're, if you're watching or listening right now and you're like, wait, the feed are my jam. I want you to have your jam nonstop God you. forever. God Live bless true. your
1: jams. But yes. But uh, it's
0: got to be with people that are cool with it. And WikiFeed does not represent that. Yeah. And what Laris here, uh, did here does not represent yeah. that. And yeah. But when you when you yeah, but I just thought it was interesting. No, it's like but, 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 they but, could have chosen anything.
1: For no, him. but by the yeah. way, I think I think you're really right in what what you're talking about, or at least that you. Yeah. you I like I agree with your insight there, and, and what it says about Allison and, and, and the compromises along the way, or what she feels she has to do to give. part. there's a lot there, uh, absolutely a lot there. Uh, yeah, I just uh, I think I'm in a spot of I'm over internet hubbub. <laughs> just oh, totally. You're right too. Yeah, yeah totally. I'm, I'm not to dispute you. I'm just like. Not I, at all. I saw it on the internet first. I saw it on the internet. And then I watched the episode. I was like, <laughs> yeah. really? Yeah. It's like after show, Ramsay,
0: after <laughs> what Joffrey <laughs> would do. Show.
1: Like, yeah, they got It's sort of like. They got an agreement. Let the crazy kids do what they want to do. Uh, you know, it, it, so, it, 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 and yeah. Larys is Laris is is diabolical and he's interesting in his own way. Uh, and, uh, you know, I know I insulted Andres earlier by comparing him to Baelish my friend uh I love it anyways but Andres I'll let you get in there maybe I'm just in a tired grumpy some of it but I I, I want to make clear on, I think you have great points about the scene uh andres your thoughts
2: uh yeah <laughs> don't, don't don't go on wiki feet don't no.
1: do that someone yeah no too many people I know are on there against their will so it's true yeah sure. and so like
0: again for the listeners of yours I I only brought it up because I didn't want anyone listening to say
1: oh are they yeah, too yeah, weird or yeah, not yeah, to we, we about did a character moment. No.
0: No, we're not. I've we're li- not too weirded out to talk about it.
1: Literally not weirded out in the sense of it was very, it was so weird that I was like, yep, I am watching Game of Thrones. <laughs> like, Yep. Yeah. That's it, part it's of the brand. Of Thrones.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's very much in that world. And it's very much mm-hmm. uh, with their style and with their touch, as far as adding some sort of um, bizarre character trait for a individual. Yep. And I feel like that's perfect for, for layers because of everything <laughs> you said, Alden. Yeah. Uh,
1: so yeah, I mean, I think you nailed it. Everything you. Yeah. No. I, absolutely. Look, you know, Sarah Hess uh, wrote it. Claire Kellner uh, uh, directed it, and, and I thought it was uh, it was so intriguing uh, in the sense of uh, again, I I saw a little bit. I, I knew there was something with feet coming. And I thought the way this show has gone eight episodes so far in House of Dragon, I thought someone's feet were going to get cut off. Right. I was just like, so anytime there's danger emerge, I was like is someone's feet is Westerling's feet just going to get cut off uh, to have it be this. Um, it's not that it's uh, not a little weird, but I think, I think that's on purpose. And that's uh, we always ask, what is the scene trying to tell you? And, and I agree with your insight there. And as it started to happen, I was like, oh, Allison's had a tough day. She's just taking off her shoes. Oh, she's had a tough day. She's taking oh, okay. Uh, she, she did have a tough day though. Um instead so of
0: spending <laughs> dollars or crypto, he spends information. Um, <laughs> it's, it's indeed. So now that now that we've said that. Yeah. I do truly think that we've gotten through almost everything. I mean there's there's Eric and Arik which is an interesting schism but we'll have time to explore that. Yeah, no, further. I th- I thought it was interesting. Nice
1: episode. e- episodes yeah. of vows and oaths and what side and and sides being broken and and um you know a lot there a lot in the imagery and even you know, going to Lars too. I noticed really for the first time I'm sure it's been there before but you know he's got his his sigil's his little firefly, right? And and um mm-hmm is Kane, how it's just, like, jammed in there and cracked, and the canes kind of cracked and broken. Uh, another mm-hmm. kind of visual of, of what kind of character we're dealing with here. So uh, we are looking towards the finale as we begin to wrap up. Uh, I cannot believe we're here, and, you know, we'll talk about how long we have to wait for season two, much like we also did with Rings of Power. Um, but we're <laughs> heading to the big uh, finale. But it's interesting. We definitely did this divide. We got we had the Greens now we're going to get the blacks and we're going to see how they react to this. I love how it played out. I loved as the episode rolled on, I kind of got the sense of, oh, we're not going to go to Dragonstone because, quite frankly, they don't even know yet. So we're getting information they don't even have. They're going to be uploaded, and it's the information that's going to come in a big way with Rainey's riding on over there. Uh, what you been doing? Why you got dragon armor? Let me tell you. And that's going to take us in the finale. So, Andres, uh, what are you looking forward to in this finale? How are we going to take it home? Do you guys watch the uh, the teaser trailer for next week? Do
2: you guys I, watch that? I, I do I... The, the full yeah, teaser, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, cool. Because if you yeah. if you oh yeah, <laughs> if you don't, I didn't want to spoil anything. Yeah, yeah, but but yeah. Yes. Good. If you have
1: I, no one wants to know, because I know some friends that don't. I always forget to turn it off because I'm gathering my laptop. <laughs> oh. mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I always leave it on because I want to see the inside the episode thing mm-hmm. that they do mm-hmm. afterwards. But yeah. it plays Same. it, so I was just like, yeah, I might as well watch it. Yeah. Uh, I I know kind of what's going to happen anyways, but. The idea that they're showing the Black Council, they're probably going to do a coronation for Rhaenyra, which is awesome. But we're also going to Storm's End, which is incredibly exciting too, Mm -hmm. uh, to try and see what the Baratheons are up to. Uh, So I think that'll be a really cool way to end the season in in a very cinematic kind of way. I think that's a really cool way to do it. And I know Mm -hmm. now me overall kind of looking back on season one because i feel like that's kind of what we're getting to obviously mm-hmm. we don't have to do that now because we still have one episode left but mm-hmm. i do still feel like maybe we rushed quite a bit to get to where we are now and, and it mm-hmm. feels like man we got through so damn much in one season decades yeah and now we have to wait <laughs> probably decades to get the like- next season. Can I say uh, real quick? Mm. Come on, HBO. Come on, Warner Brothers. Like, <laughs> y'all should have been on this beforehand. And I know part of it. I think yeah. they announced after episode one, right, that they were going to do season two. And yeah, I was like, yeah. What are you guys doing? You guys should have been. <laughs> I lo-
0: no. Yeah. Don't act like don't act like you were ever worried about renewal. Uh, yeah. No. Look, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I absolutely,
1: I absolutely love what you're saying, and I want to. You know, let's all let's preface this. We. Yeah bigger problems in the world no no, none of us here the yes. three of us understand that I, I want to be clear but i had the same issue after rings of power ended well i'm like what, yeah. what? I, I know covid and you're moving look just do it just find a way just to do, do it Because i'm impatient yeah. i can't wait but after that's out of your show man yeah that's out of our, our passion for the show but i'm with you too it's a it's a it's a long wait it seems but unfortunately that's, that's the one
2: bummer for me is like yeah have a little bit faith in your show have a little bit of faith in what in, in your writers are doing and what your cast is doing and realize the product that you have on hand right now and make sure you're ready for renewal right away yeah. um but yeah i'm so excited i'm excited to see more dragon action at the very end i'm glad yeah. they're adding it uh hopefully in season two we see even more which i think we will yeah. so i'm excited to see where they go with that
0: love that i mean the budget's already huge but we saw in thrones that uh, you get a little spike every time so yeah Um, I will say, absolutely not going to indicate anything about what we know, whether that's through books or wikis or whatever. My mother watches this show, Mm -hmm. and we happen to be watching it at the same time. I went over to where she was watching. She was watching next week's. She saw the Storm's End stuff, and I blurted out, O-F. And she goes, what? And I said, nothing. (laughs) 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 Nothing at all.
1: Good way to play it. let people have their journeys when we can all right yeah uh looking forward to next week too looking forward to take it home and looking forward to uh You know, in a show that's saying, hey, we're not necessarily telling you to root for uh, anybody, but you might have an idea who you want to root for. Uh, The blacks are kind of sitting in the power seat for that. So we will uh, go to the Princess of Dragonstone and see what's going on there. Storm's end as well, and a lot. We'll be here to discuss it. always have a lot of fun with you two, uh, or Rachel, and she's here, Nikki, all the folks, Lauren, who have joined us. More on the way. We're not done broadcasting about this stuff, even though these two seasons are wrapping up. Uh, so uh, before we get out of here, uh, I want you gentlemen to uh, let them all know where to find you and your other work on It's good to have you here. Uh, I know I'm normally record on Sunday nights and you have some other things you're doing with with uh, uh, your other channels. So good to have you here for the uh, duration of the show. Uh, where can they find you?
2: Yeah, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Squad Leader Ace and on YouTube and on TikTok at First Cut TMO and First Cut.
1: First cut, where a lot of great stuff is going down. Uh, Follow Ace and his wonderful insights. Uh, Alden, uh, where are you? Other than, uh, you know, when you're here holding down the fort for me, which I greatly appreciate as I get, uh, I start to feel more and more like Viserys inside my bones every day. So I appreciate having (laughs) you around. Where can they find you?
0: Hey, hey man, when the crown falls, you turn off to the side, I'll be there. There Come on, Ken. Come on, get up there. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, you can find me uh, personally at that Alden T H A T A L D E N D I A Z twitter instagram TikTok? question mark i put two up there whether or not i continue it is still up in the air uh and then Oxford radio star wars podcast that's uh, the three shows there that form that little family of uh, star wars conversational content and that's my main interview show also in andor season right now so doing andor stuff uh on the one and done film club with nikki and our great friend reed and uh wherever else i will let you know because you know yeah.
1: that's the internet Let you know indeed. Uh you can find me at Cadnapsock. I am on TikTok. I've got to get back. I had I have six videos up and then I just stopped, dropped a cold turkey again. I'm gonna get back Mm -hmm. up. Uh, but you can also find all the things I do at kidnap.com if you want to see me do some comedy with Mark Ellis live we are gonna be in Seattle very soon you get ticket information on my website also got some stuff locally coming up in the Los Angeles area as well and all of it leads to Mark Ellis's comedy special taping in December 3rd which I'll uh, be a part of as well gonna be a fun event so if you're a fan of uh, me or Mark and any of the stuff we have done on the Down or know over the year come on out get information there gonna be a lot of fun that is it for now so for all the dragons. Making big moves. We'll see you next time here on Casterly Talk.